Hello, everybody. Welcome to Triple Play. This is the first podcast of what we hope to be something that lasts a very long time. Um, I'm alongside my two brothers, Zach and Jake. Uh, we we decided, or I should say I decided, I'm going to take credit here, that we talk a lot about sports each and every day, especially baseball. That's our favorite sport. And I thought a great idea would be, you know, recording it and trying to make a podcast out of it and see if we have any, you know, relatable people out there. Maybe you can relate to our sports talk. Maybe you just relate to us being a family and kind of just connecting on that level. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about a little bit about myself so you guys can get to know me. I was a community college athlete. Uh, I played baseball for one season. I decided I no longer felt the love of playing the game and I decided to take more interest in the analytical and the business side of baseball as I've always, always had a big interest into that. Um, I'm hoping that my studies and my knowledge of the game can get me far in that aspect and yeah, kind of what I hope to bring to this ep- this um, podcast as well. And yeah, that's me and I'll go ahead and transition to what Jake has to say about himself. It's Jake, I'm the second brother and my baseball background is played in high school actually with Zach. So we played together, that was awesome. And um, after that, I bounced around a different pl- a lot of different places, um, never really found a fit. So I decided to chase a kinesiology degree at Sac State, graduated from there, go Hornets, stingers up. Um, and right now I'm coaching baseball. I do lessons with pitchers, so I just work with um, athletes in that sense. So a little bit different than the business side. Um, and yeah, I mean, like Nate mentioned, we uh, we all love baseball. We all always have. So um, excited to be here, and now I'll pass it on to Zach to introduce himself. Hey guys, so I'm Zach. I am the oldest brother of the three. Um, so a little bit about my background. So yeah, I played baseball with Jake. Actually, we won a championship in 2012. Uh, Nate never won one, so he. We'll never actually experience what it's like to have a ring. Sorry, Nate. Um, but and anyways, I went on to uh, play at the University of Redlands. Uh, actually, didn't play. Uh, uh, was there for a couple years, but it just didn't work out, unfortunately. But I transferred to USC. Fight on, baby. Um, where I pursued a degree in economics. Um, and while I was at USC, I was actually working for the baseball team as a team manager, so doing a lot of on-field work as well as um, game time work as well. Um, So understanding all like the uh, pitch tracking and uh, all of the helping around with like the coaches and and whatnot. Um, And then I also interned with uh, Wasserman Media Group. Uh, it's now called just Wasserman, uh, where I was a baseball analytics intern. Um, and that was really cool. So that's kind of what drove my um, kind of passion for data analytics, which is what I currently do now, uh, just not in the baseball industry. So this podcast will hopefully hopefully get me back into um you know, talking about baseball with my brothers, which, you know, that's kind of what we're here to do. Um, you know, not just baseball, but other sports as well. But yeah, that's just, that's a little bit about myself. Yeah, that's good to mention, as Zach said. Um, we will try 
to, or we will do a little bit of other sports as in football and basketball, but for the most part, we'll mainly be baseball. It's kind of what the three of us know best, at least. Um, but for the most part, it's kind of what we're doing. Um, we hope to eventually, with um, Zach and Jake have a lot of connections, I'm building some of my own, um, have some interviews on here. So that would be awesome. Uh, hopefully we get some really good knowledge out of people who are in the industry, whether it's sports or even, you know, branch out to other things that can, you know, help our viewers or even help us and what we do. Um, with that being said, uh, I would like to, I know Jake brought up the idea for the very first episode being that baseball just ended and that today, uh, what is this? November 2nd, we found out the finalist for the COVID season awards and we'll go ahead. I'll have Jake take over here and he can go ahead and talk about what he thinks of it, maybe his predictions, and then we'll go from there. Uh, go ahead, Jake. Yeah. So first off, um, I guess a shout out to the Dodgers for winning the world series. Um, not a big Dodger guy, but Hey, uh, they, they, they probably were the best team this season, but, um, I think they did it with a little bit of respect, so I shout them out a little bit. Um, but yeah, so like Nate mentioned, we, it's award season, and it's it's kind of our favorite time. Um, I think every year we we always talk about who we think is going to win, who deserves to win, and just recently in the last few, which is which is pretty neat. So um, the first one we'll start with rookies of the year. Um, I actually didn't see this. Who who were the finalists for this? Go if you can go ahead. Uh, American League, we got Christian Javier from the Astros, pitcher. Uh, Luis Robert, the uh, highly touted stud from the White Sox, and then and my pick, Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis, uh, great story. Um, he was a fifth overall pick at a Mercer. Um, don't know where that is, but uh, I think I think Mercer <laughs> is in Philadelphia. If I'm not, yeah, I was just gonna say, where is Mercer? Yeah, so he's out of Mercer, fifth overall pick. Battled some injuries, battled some stuff, and um, had a really good year this year. Oh my gosh, um, I think he—that's my pick. I mean, I already said it, but he—he he was unbelievable this year. Not a lot of people probably know that because he played for the Mariners, but. Um, yeah, and then I before I get to you guys, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say I did know about Kyle Lewis. I had him on my fantasy team, so shout out Kyle Lewis Whoa. for putting up them points. <laughs> also, Nate, I just wanted to, before before we move on here, uh, Mercer University is actually in Georgia, so you were pretty off the mark. I'm far off, but you know, I oh. gave it a try. Yeah, so that's your American League, and then you move on to the National League, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, Alec Baum of the Phillies, I, great player. I think he's going to be an awesome player for them for years to come. Uh, Jake Cronesworth of the Padres. Oh, um, he's, that's the guy. He's got an interesting story that I'm sure one of you guys will pick up on. And then, and then this guy, also, I, I'll go with my picks last, uh, Devin Williams. That's an interesting one because you don't really see a relief pitcher taking it, especially a non-closer. But, God, that guy was unhittable this year. He seemed like every time he pitched, I, I don't know his exact ERA. Uh, I don't have it in front of me here, but it, it got to feel like he didn't give up a run all season. I think he might have given up one or two all season. So I like Devin Williams in the National League, and I like Kyle Lewis in the American League. 
Um, all great candidates, by the way. Um, but I'd like to hear what you guys think, too. Nate, I'll let you go first. Um, you know, now, that was actually my first time hearing the rookies. I, I saw the MVPs and the Cy Youngs, but I think I'll have to agree with Kyle Lewis. I know Louis Robert came on hot, and he was taken MLB by storm. He was just another one of those guys that it was like, here we go. He's already starting. He's already banging out, and he's the guy. But he did slow down towards the end. He is the hot pick, but he Louis did slow Robert's down towards the, the end of the pick. year. I think voters will see that. And I think Kyle Lewis was was steady the whole year. And I think he actually, I mean, finished with better numbers, even though Louis Robert, it's felt like he had almost MVP numbers. But I do think Kyle Lewis had him beat. So I I will take Kyle Lewis in that one. For the NL, um, I know Devin Williams. I know I watched a couple YouTube videos of him. I didn't really watch much Brewers games this year. But he is nasty. He's got this 95 mile an hour, 95, 98 mile an hour sinker that's just unhittable and I, I think you're right. I think he made a give up one or two runs all year. But I think you gotta go Best change up. In his change up, yeah. And I think I think you gotta go Cronesworth though. I mean it's a great story. He he was a pitcher for the for the Rays. He got traded to the Padres and became a shortstop or second baseman, basically utility man. And he just he was a big part of the reason they were in the playoffs, I think. And I think it's just a great story that it's hard to not give it to him as an everyday player versus a guy who comes out of the bullpen that's not even a closer. I that's mean, fair. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I had a tough time I with agree. that. I'm just a big Devin Williams fan, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't even watch Devin Williams. I feel like I didn't do much watching in baseball this year. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to be a little bit biased, also because I'm in San Diego, and I'm going to think, I'm going to go with Jake Cronenworth, uh, kind of running away with it, actually. Um, I know Alec Baum's a pretty good player. Um, you know, solid third baseman for the Phillies. Probably going to be a stud for the years to come. Devin Williams, I'm going to have to do my research on him. But Cronenworth was an interesting guy just because he got traded over for pretty much nothing, I think. It was like Eric Lauer. Um which did he? Oh. <laughs> did he? I did he even do anything this year for the Brewers? I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this because he's not very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lauer. <laughs> don't listen to no this. Bueno. Man. But anyways, yeah, do... Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was just talking. No, I want to know now. If you do what? What are you gonna do to him? <laughs> <laughs> Threatening Eric Lauer. I'll tell him how. I'll, Tell him how good he is and tell him that he's great. I'm a big fan and I'd love to meet him if he ever comes to <laughs> San Francisco or Oakland to play. We're already part of the media, man. Great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Great start. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Cronenworth, absolute stud. I felt like just, you know, being able to watch the games a little bit more on, on him, uh, you know, he just seems like he delivers every single time he's up to bat like he's kind of like that LeMayhew type guy where he's a really hard out um and it seems like he got got a hit every game I you know it's hard to judge too because this was a very short season and who knows if any of these guys would have even you know held that consistency but you know I do like Cronenworth here for the NL uh for the AL I didn't even know who the hell Christian Javier is. Again, you know, <laughs> listeners are probably like thinking if we even have listeners. Or, 
are probably like, wow, this this guy doesn't know shit about baseball. Why, Why do they even do this podcast? <laughs> uh, to be fair, it's <laughs> I I do I do. I might get voted off this podcast after after this, but <laughs> I did look at his numbers just now, and he didn't. He had a pretty good season actually, uh, especially under the bell of the Astros with that whole cheating scandal and you know having the spotlight there. Um, but you know, and also Luis Robert, like obviously he's the kind of the favorite. But Nate, you're right; he did fall off. You know, the 31 bombs is attractive, but. I mean, all his other numbers. I think he had a pretty good RBIs uh, as well for the season. Uh, did steal some bases, but and I know average is not something you should judge a player on. But two thirty three. I don't know. I don't have it on base in front of me, but um, I don't know. I think I like Kyle Lewis too. Um, he yeah. just seems like he kind of had it all um, from. You know, from a defensive perspective as well as an offensive perspective, and kind of, uh, I think Seattle needs some love too. So <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Kyle Lewis. Yeah, and consistency too. It's crazy with Kyle Lewis. I remember going to a. Uh, I think Nate, you were with me. Went to was that Rivercats game, and he was just playing. He was just playing, and he was just in the lineup, and we thought, oh man, this guy was supposed to be the shit, and. He's a triple A player and then now he's we're talking about him for rookie of the year. So um yeah, I think we we can all agree. Uh, National League was tough. You guys both like Cronesworth. I like Devin Williams. Uh and we all agreed on Kyle Lewis, so awesome. Uh okay, we'll move on to the manager of the year. I don't think we should spend too much time on this one because it's the least I exciting think this one. Fairly but, easy, but uh, go ahead and so name Kevin the candidates. And <laughs> Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash and Charlie Mattingly. Uh, Don Mattingly are the clear winners. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, no, that's that's. <laughs> you could go through. See, them. yeah, you 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 took my thunder there. That's where I was going. But yeah, Kevin. Ka- for those that don't know, Kevin Cash, Rays. You know, great team, low budget. We all know the story there. Uh, Charlie Montoya, Toronto Blue Jays. It's an interesting one. Um, they were a hot team, and he did a good job with those guys, especially with the whole, like, we couldn't play in Toronto thing, so we got to go to Buffalo. That's got to be tough on a team. The next one's hilarious. Uh, and then Rick and then Rick Renteria, the guy's up for manager of the year, and he got fired. <laughs> Tony La Russa. Wait, what? Yes, they fired him for no, like, for what? He was a great manager. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, just, I just put that together. I realized Tony La Russa just got hired. By the White Sox, and I didn't realize that Rick Renteria <laughs> got fired, and they also yeah, had a great season. The, the White Sox <laughs> makes no sense. The White Sox put on Twitter like um, basically shouting out Rick Renteria, but how awkward is that? Like he just got fired by them, but they're shouting him out. So I mean, dude, could could you imagine if he won it? I know. Could you imagine if he wins? If he it? wins it. Kevin he Cash deserves... should win it, but he definitely has a very Good chance. I That's mean. a big like F you right there. If like, Rick Renteria what? wins the manager of the year, he should he deserves to coach someone. I don't know who, but he deserves a job somewhere. Um and then nationally, I mean Zach, you nailed it. Don it, if it's not Don Manningly, then who is it? I mean the Marlins uh, <laughs> coming I guess, into the season, whether it's yeah. sixty games, hundred and sixty two games, they were supposed to be at the bottom of the list. 
And, you know, not to mention the whole COVID problem they had. They, they dealt with a lot, and they made the playoffs, and they beat the Cubs. They did. Who were a good team. And I know the, the playoff I know the playoffs don't really count towards a regular season stat, but that's also, like, an awesome job by Don Magley, being able to take that team who probably doesn't have a superstar or anywhere close to it. I mean, I know they traded for Marte, but... Um, yeah, and then, you know, to round out the list, it was David Ross, who did a great job as a first-year manager with the Cubs. Had a really talented team, but still did a great job. And then uh, Jace Tick... Tingler? Tingler. 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 Yeah, actually, the, he, he deserves some credit, though. But I will also who, who say... Is he yeah, Jace Tingler's the Padres manager that nobody knew who the hell he was when he got hired. But then they made the playoffs, yeah. and people are like, who's this Jace Tingler guy? He's legit. I, I didn't know who he was until this exact moment, so I told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> well... I did not. I didn't. I thought they still had Andy to, Green. I'll be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say some. I'm gonna say something that I don't know. Maybe Padres fans won't like, but Jace Tingler is kind of like an Aaron Boone. Uh, he's just taking orders from the front office. He's uh, who knows. Maybe he. Maybe he does have like some baseball. He obviously has to have some sort of baseball like uh, knowledge there. But I, I feel like he's kind of a puppet. Like. You know, yeah, well, like our good friend reason, Aaron Boone. Yeah, great guy. Uh, the reason why I don't like Jace too much is that whole uh, Tatis Grand Slam bat flip thing and whatever he did. Ah. And he and that and he comes out and says like, oh, like he shouldn't have done that. But like, dude, that's your generational talented superstar, and you're not going to defend him for what hitting a grand for swinging on three zero. By the way, it was only a five run game, like. No lead safe. So that that's a weird situation, and we, we can get into that another time. But nah, I didn't like that by Jace. I think if it's, if it's uh, me or well, anybody, it's just like, no, I'm sticking up for Tatis no matter what. That's, that's the guy. Um, so that's that. Manager of the year, uh, Don Mattingly, um, Kevin Cash. So, okay, so now we got the two interesting ones that everybody cares about, the Cy Young and the MVP. We'll start with the Cy Young. We'll start with the American League because I, I thought this list was pretty funny. I mean, there's there's a clear cut runaway, 100% of the votes going to this guy, and we can figure we can talk more about. Oh wow, side, but, I'm looking at him uh, too. Yeah. So the other two candidates, Kenta Maeda, awesome season. Uh, I was big on him coming in. I know the Twins. Um, they they're pitching. Um, coordinators and coaches they're all hired from like the analytics side and they do a really good job there they're they're kind of the hot pitching place um so Kenta Maeda really built himself into an elite starting pitcher there great season and then Hanjin Ryu their free agent signing for the Blue Jays uh, actually had a good season I looked at it earlier I, I don't remember his numbers off the top of my head but man he had a he had a oh he had season. He had a great season. Yeah, and then the last guy who five and two with a two point six nine ERA. Just to throw that out there. Yeah, no, awesome season for a Blue Jays team that you know they had to face the Yankees, they had to face the Rays, two good hitting teams. So great job. And then you know the the, the runaway candidate here is Shane Bieber. I mean the guy was unreal this season. He it was like 
if he didn't go seven innings and give up two runs or less, it was like, is he okay? Because he was unreal, and then it just goes to show that's crazy because, you know, his one start in the playoffs against the Yankees was by far his worst outing of the season, which is just crazy to see because the guy was untouchable. I mean, I know Nate is a big Shane yeah. Bieber fan, so I'm sure he's going to dive into this one. Yeah, I, um, he's got the Bieber fever. He's got the Bieber fever. I have the Bieber fever heavy. One thing I want to mention before I turn it over to you guys, uh, it's kind of funny how Garrett Cole's not on this list. I mean, he didn't have the greatest season. He he had a rough patch of like three or four starts in a row, but it's just funny to see that he's not on here. It's just interesting. I don't know. I I, I don't know if I expected so him he to got... be on there or not, but it's just crazy. Uh, well, I just thought I'd mention did we, that. Did, did he did he get overpaid? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different conversation. Let's let's do yeah, that. Yeah, they could have just signed Ryu. <laughs> they could have just signed Ryu instead because he's a Cy Young finalist. He's... And... <laughs> oh, that's a good point. You know what? You know What's... what? I I do think he deserved a look there, but um, yeah, yeah, I thought it, that was. But if I'm looking, if I'm looking at pure numbers, uh. It's gotta be those guys. I mean, Maeda they, and Rio, but Maeda and Rio are right there too. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So more on Shane Bieber though, a, because that's the obvious choice. I think. I think if anybody else were to pick anybody else out of those three, then they didn't watch most of the season. Yeah. What do you think about that, Zach? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I know who you're gonna pick, but maybe you hear your thoughts on Shane Bieber because I think we all know he's gonna win it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there needs to be much discussion on this. He's clearly the winner. Um, I mean, dude had. <laughs> I like doing the fantasy references here, but the guy was like, honestly, just killing it in fantasy. If you had Shane Bieber, is like having pretty much like Mad Max or Kershaw in their prime, just knowing you were gonna just dominate whoever you're, you know, up against in pitching. So, um. I, I, if I look at it from that perspective, but yeah, it, you know, just looking from that perspective, and obviously, if you look at the numbers, they just blow everybody else out of the water. So, um, I'm just gonna say it now. Congrats, Shane Bieber, on your, you know, first Cy Young. <laughs> Hopefully, first of many. I, he seems like he's a great guy. He doesn't. He seems soft spoken and just out there. Yeah, go Gauchos. Yeah, UCSB. That, that's true. Good, good call. I'll go ahead and be quick with this. I love Shane Bieber, and I hope he comes on the show one day, and I hope I can meet him one day because, oh my gosh, this guy is insane. I I've, I had him on my fantasy team, actually, and I would watch his starts, and I could not believe how good he was. His curveball is is like the best curveball I've seen since Clayton Kershaw first threw his curveball, and it's amazing how good he is and how in, in control of the game he is. It's just, we all know he's the clear front runner, and there's just really no debate behind it. I don't. Sorry, Blue Jays fans. Sorry, Twins fans. There's no chance. <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to the other two. Yeah, no, think... no, no disrespect. But this guy had. I mean, I know it was a sixty game season, but he was definitely on a historic pace. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So now this one now National League. This one is is probably to me, could be the tightest race out of them all. To me, just because these three were just lights out all season. And I'll start with DeGrom. I mean, he needs no introduction. He's... Wait, can we, can we, yeah, can we go over who, 
were the the candidates, and then we'll dig di- right into them. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. what I was doing. Uh, ah, <laughs> well, I look like an asshole. <laughs> you are though. It's okay. Uh, just kidding. Uh, no, so Degrom is the candidate number one. I mean, he nearly needs no introduction. He's just unreal all the time. Probably the most consistent pitcher right now, today. Uh, the other candidate, you Darvish, one of my personal favorites. Uh, dude has like 15 different pitches that he throws. So, and he was freaking lights out this year, by the way. And then the last one, who's my pick? Really, it's it's really close. Uh, Trevor Bauer. Oh my God, he was really bad last year. And I remember having a conversation with you, Zach, that you were debating not even keeping him in the keeper league for fantasy baseball because he was that bad. And then you were like, yeah. He's my only pitcher, so I guess I'll hold on to him. And then, I mean, I'm sure you're happy about that one because... This is true. He, I mean, he's my pick. Like I said, he's my pick. Um, yeah. To me, it's it's him, then Darvish, then DeGrom. And, and yeah, DeGrom's analytical numbers are probably better than Darvish's. But, I mean, just watching Darvish, like, a little biased. I'm a big you Darvish guy right now. I didn't used to be, but I don't know. Him on the Cubs, I like that. So, um him and Bauer were neck and neck to me. Um, yeah, I think this is the tightest race. I think you can go with any of them and, and have a legit argument about it and a legit case that you can make. So uh, I want to hear what you guys think because, like I said, again, Trevor Bauer, my pick, probably about pretty close, dude. Like, I don't know how they do it. Two points off from Darvish and then, like, five points off from DeGrom. So that's mine for the Cy Young. Yeah, no, uh, that it, this is definitely a tough one, um, especially just kind of being able to actually watch these guys uh, day in and day out this season. Uh, you know, Darvish was, dude, that guy was hitting like 9,900, like every one of his starts, like just blowing it by guys. And then not only that, he's got, he's got like a crazy arsenal. Um, you know, that slider, that curve, he's got a split. He's got like 10 pitches, right? I mean, the dude is, is got plus plus stuff. And what blows me away about him is it, I cannot believe he's hasn't been consistently this good. I mean, to me, he has some of the best stuff in baseball. I know you could say that about like a lot of pitchers, but he has, he just was unbelievable. Um, and his numbers were great for the, I, I think like his first, I think through September 4th, he was 7-0 and with like a .98 ERA, dude. That's absurd. Like, unbelievable. He, he did finish with a just above a 2 ERA, 93 strikeouts and 12 starts. But, um, you know, I did like him, but I'm not going to say he's my pick. And then DeGrom... Was also just again, you know, the guy's chasing after his third consecutive Cy Young, which that would be insane if he won. Um, and he did have, you know, he did have the num, he does have the numbers um, to make a case, especially with having, you know, 104 strikeouts, again, just above a two ERA. Um, but he did, I think he did have like a little injury spurt. Which yeah, he was, he was out a little could, bit. Which to me kind of throws him off, you know, because this is all coming down to inches. But I'm going to agree with Jake. Trevor Bauer is clearly the winner. And I mean, 
I've been high on Trevor Bauer since he's been drafted out of UCLA. I, you know, I know Garrett Cole got all the attention, um, but you know, just the way this guy takes the mound is unbelievable. Um, and his numbers obviously speak for themselves. He had a 1.73 year and struck out a hundred batters in 73 innings. I mean, and he wasn't walking anybody either. I know that was his issue before. So, um, and it was pretty cool to see him do with the Reds and the Reds did sneak into the playoffs this year. And, um, you know, he's a, and also he's an animal in the playoffs, but I know Cy Young, they don't consider that, but I don't know. Love power, love, uh, the stuff he does for baseball. Um, a lot of people might hate it, but I think it's cool. I think it's cool that he gives every, all the fans what they want to see all the insider stuff and kind of speaks his mind. Um, and he also, I, I'm going to make, yeah, but I will make fun of the way he, he grunts on the mound. Um, I don't know if you saw that one <laughs> clip. But, yeah, it is cool and all, but there is one where he's like, I don't know how to even describe it. It just sounded really high pitch. Um, and it, it sounded funny. Ah. It, yeah, I was like, ah! And I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah! Sound bites. Ah. <laughs> It sounded like a. It literally. It literally sounded like a like a turtle having sex or some shit. So, if, it, if it's coming out at ninety nine, then I guess you can sound however you want. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. But I mean, anyways, I don't want to <laughs> yeah, sidetrack here. He's uh, he's my winner. Yeah, I'll go ahead and piggyback onto that. But I mean, I'm I'm again as as I am with Bieber. I'm a very big uh, Jacob Degrom fan. I have been. As long as I've watched a guy pitch, I I have his jersey, even though I'm not even a Mets fan. That's just how much I I think this guy is. I think he is the class of baseball when it comes to starting pitchers. I think he's at the top of it. And if you want to consider yourself elite, that's the guy you kind of look up to. I mean, you can obviously argue that with guys like Garrett Cole, with now Shane Bieber, and the list goes on and on. But yeah, he he did he was out for a little bit, as Zach said, and I think that'll definitely hurt his case. But I mean, just the fact that he's in the running, it's almost like he's like the Mike Trout of pitchers. Like he's always in the running. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter that he was out a couple, a week or so. He's, he's going to be talked about as a Cy Young. Yeah. And, um, yeah, definitely. As far as you Darvish, I mean, Jake admitted it, which is funny. Cause I was going to bring it up. He, he was a big, uh, anti you Darvish for a long time. And I actually, I've always liked you Darvish. I never thought he was elite until, I mean, now after this season, I'll definitely put him in that category, but, um, he came out lights out as I think Zach said he was seven and zero with like a sub one ERA. That's 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 elite right there. I, mean, I don't care what anyone thinks. And uh, he did have a I think his last two like two or three starts or whatever it might have been. He got roughed up a little bit, and that's kind of why his numbers were what they were. And that might I think that might have just kicked him out of the the lead. And I'll agree with these these guys. I I think Trevor Bauer is the guy and. As Zach said, he's he uh, he ticks off the old school baseball fans. He ticks off baseball in general, but I think he's everything that baseball needs right now. And I mean, we'll probably talk about that another day, in another episode. But I love what he does for the game, and I I love what he does on the mound. He's he's definitely the scion in my opinion, and I think he will get the award, and he he deserves it. He he works hard. I mean, if you watch his YouTube's, if you watch anything about Trevor Bauer, you know he he works his tail off to get where he is, and it's great to see for a guy like that. Yeah, no. Um, back to Darvish. I didn't like. I didn't like him before. 
And he walked a lot of guys. I hated that. And then, you know, he made a change, so I made a change. So that's it. Um, okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, move, let's move on to the final part of the segment, MVP. The MVP. That's, a, that's, that's what you want to be. So National League. Uh, this one, we'll talk about, a lot about it more, but this is interesting. There's, there's probably a, a laundry list of guys that you could have picked. But they had a limited to three. Uh, so we got Mookie Betts, World Series champion Mookie Betts. Um, good season. Uh, Manny Machado. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> hey, he's, he's all right. He, he's, he does okay. Uh, Manny Machado. Oh, God, this guy was, uh, again, he was down in the dumps last year. His first year in San Diego. It was like, oh, man, this guy is going to be the next. He thought he was overpaid and overrated. <laughs> yeah, and now he's an MVP candidate, and oh, like he deserves it too. It's not like they're just throwing him in there. I mean, they all do, but he had an awesome season. And then, you know, like I said, the last guy I say is my pick, and Freddie Freeman's got to be the guy. I mean, I uh, I don't know if I've told any any of you guys this, but I've I've said this before that if I'm starting a team and I'm the second overall pick and Mike Trout's gone, I'm taking Freddie Freeman, dude. He's He's got to be the best hitter in the league. I mean, I know he doesn't play a hot shot position like the outfield or shortstop or catcher or anything like that. He plays first base, which is kind of boring, but the guy just hits. The guy hits. That's all he does. And he plays, by the way, he's probably the best fielding first baseman in the league, too, at that. So um, he's just unbelievable. I'm a big Freddie Freeman fan. He's He's great for that team. He's a cornerstone of that franchise, and he's got to be the MVP to me this year. His numbers are unreal. Um, so yeah, I know. Sorry, Mookie, I didn't talk about you like that. I did. I didn't give you a great introduction, but you're a Red Sox, so and a Dodger. So that's just a bad combination. It's just a bad combo for you, Mookie. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah. So I got Freddie Freeman. Nice. Um. Yeah, I have to agree. I think Freddie Freeman was just unbelievable this year. Um, it's it's hard because when I look across the board, I to be honest with you, like I think Freddie Freeman's gonna win it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna actually going to say that Mookie Betts actually makes kind of a good, you know, could he he in my opinion he's the MVP and. If I'm looking at pure numbers, it's really tough, right? It's really tough across the board. I mean, I think Freddie Freeman blows him out of the water in terms of like OBP and OPS and things like that. Uh, Mookie Betts is, I'm looking at war. He's got a 3.4 war and Freeman a 2.9. So not in the league, actually. Highest in the league. Um, and I don't want to overlook that. Again, like war, I know, is kind of a subjective stat, but. Um, I do think that he was unbelievable this year. I mean, coming from Boston to L.A. and just being expected to kind of uh, keep up that performance uh, in a big market. Um, yes, he's done it before, but to keep it up and do it consistently on a different coast, although it is the West Coast, so it's probably much easier. But <laughs> I I do think that um, his numbers were unbelievable as well. Um Machado had a great year too. I'm not going to downfall Machado. In fact, I watched a lot of his games and he was just unbelievable. Hit some 
very clutch home runs, um, made obviously unbelievable plays at third base, um, and was just ripping the ball like he was in Baltimore. So um, it's cool to see him in the finalists, but um, I'm going to say Freddie Freeman wins, but I think that Mookie Betts should win. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a great point, actually. I was looking at that just earlier, like, actually just the other day with uh, shout-out Dad real quick, our dad, who hopefully one day we can get him on here, but we'll see about that. But anyways, um, Mookie Betts, uh, I'll start with him. He, I, I, As a Yankee fan, I'll go ahead and say it, I was not a fan of Mookie Betts, obviously, being on the Red Sox, doing what he did, but being able to watch him in the World Series, especially when the the lights are the brightest he uh he took over and he um he definitely put his name up there with Mike Trout and was like hey dude I know you're the guy but I'm here too so (laughs) and it's crazy to see it's awesome to see actually because just watching him do that made me more of a fan of him than I ever was and as Zach said he definitely has a big case um but I don't think he'll win it but again the case is there um, as far as Machado goes, as far as Machado goes, um, it's crazy to think that his teammate, actually, Tatis, who we brought up earlier, was, I mean, the first 25 games of the year, you were writing him in his MVP already if you had a ballot. So Very it's true. crazy how much that changed into Machado kind of taking the mantle of the team. Not to say that Tatis isn't still the fr- the cornerstone guy, but Machado stayed consistent and he obviously is getting recognition for that. And, you know, he, he'll, he'll come in third, but it's definitely not, it's definitely not like a, a negative if he, he had a great year and he's getting recognition for it. And then I'll, again, I'm going to agree with you guys. It, it's Freddie Freeman's award. I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he was a 350 hitter, uh, I think 10 to 15 home runs. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I mean, that's pretty solid considering 13. 13, okay, yeah. 60-game season. He's really not known to be a, a big power hitter anyways, but that's still solid. And he, I think he led the league in RBIs, so he just he did, he did, he did what he always does year in, year out for 10-plus years now. He just drives and runs. He is the best hitter on the team, and he makes his team better every single year. So, I mean, he's been in the league since he was Chipper Jones' rookie, and now he's getting his recognition. I think he deserves it. He's been everything that the Braves would could have asked for for him and dreamed of kind of stepping into that role for Chipper for Chipper Jones and being the face of that franchise that's a very proud fan franchise so it's cool that I think he will and should win this award yeah no it's an interesting race too it seems like the National League is just like stacked um with talent which is great to see um all right well so that segues into the last group which is the american league mvp which first first off mike trout's not in this list which i mean these three are these three in this these three in here are are for sure deserving right they all had awesome seasons but interesting to see mike trout's not here like i think you said earlier zach uh jacob de grom's on the ballot every year just like mike trout so i said um, it i'll take that that. nate said it oh sorry (laughs) sorry sorry Edit that out. Edit Nate in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first candidate that's in there is Jose Ramirez, who quietly had an awesome season this season. Like I, I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. I looked at them earlier before we got on here, but um, 
he he was kind of down in the dumps last season um and he bounced back and had a really good season this year he's always been a great hitter to me um switch hitter uh could be the face of that team pretty soon with you know Lindor rumored to be shipped out potentially um ooh maybe a preview to another episode who knows um so yeah Jose Ramirez and then uh another Jose Abreu um see this is tough he gosh he was he was just on fire for the White Sox they, the White Sox were a very fun team they I, I was disappointing to see them lose to the A's. Um, I mean, I like the A's, but I mean, without Matt Chapman, they were kind of boring. So I, I would like to see the, the White Sox take that one. Um, but yeah, Jose Abreu was the leader of that team. He was a veteran. He's probably the most underrated player in baseball, in my opinion. I agree. He's, I agree. He's, all, he's, all, he's always putting up numbers, and everybody's, everybody's saying that they'll take Freddie Freeman second overall. Oh, wait, that's just me, I think. Well, maybe not, but <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's very underrated, and now, this was tough, and this might sound a little biased, but this guy, I'm picking him, DJ LeMahieu, I, I can't say enough about him, um, if you guys don't know by now, we're Yankees fans, oh, so you had to say it, biased, you had to then, say it, you had to tell everybody, well, we just lost our out. three listeners. Well, Unless they're Yankee fans. Well, you said Aaron Boone. You said our guy Aaron Boone, so ah, I didn't pick up ah. on that. Um, Touche. And then I kind of said, like, Mookie Betts was a Red Sox, so I don't like I, him, I so mentioned I, the I Mookie Betts Red Sox thing. It's okay. So we're just, we're just putting them all out. We're coming out now. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy, I mean, I, maybe it is a bit biased because Jose Abreu is probably deserving, but, I mean, if you really look at it, LeMahieu was everything for the Yankees. I mean, with, with Judge always being in and out of the lineup and Stanton being in and out of the lineup and um, Glaber Torres was in and, out of, in and out of the lineup. They, you know, they had a rash of injuries. And DJ missed some time too, which really, which might hurt his case. Um, I know he played 10 less games than Abreu. Abreu played all 60. LeMayu played 50. Um, but it just seemed like, I mean, watching every, pretty much every Yankees game, he got a hit every time. Runners in scoring position, I didn't even have to look at the TV. I knew he was going to get a hit. Um, he's, he's carried this team for the last two years, and now he's going into free agency. Uh, let's give him anything he wants because he's, he's the MVP of the Yankees, and I think he should be the MVP of the American League. He's probably one of the best peer hitters in the league, if not the best. So I got LeMahieu. I like it. Um. I have nothing to disagree with except for I actually won't pick LeMahieu and that's to and the reason why is to go back to your point that he did miss 10 games and obviously that's not something that he can yeah, that, really control I mean shit happens but um and honestly he won the freaking batting title like that was unbelievable and also I don't know who, who had a higher OBP than him but his his on base was fucking four twenty one, dude, and he had an OPS of like over one, yeah, which is absurd. That's um, insane. Yeah, I mean, the dude has had back to back solid years with the Yankees, and it's actually crazy that he was signed as like a bench guy, and he definitely made a name for himself in New York. 
Um, so, um, you know, shout out DJ, but I think I'm going to go with Abreu. I, I just like, I mean, he was just unbelievable. Um, 19 bombs, over 300 average, 60 ribbies, respectable, 370 on base, 617 slugging. Um, so, um, I'm going to give it to him. Um, Jose Ramirez did have a good season. I won't discount that. Uh, he also had, you know, he was just under the mark. He had 17 bombs, 292 batting average, about 46 ribbies and, um, actually a better on base percentage, but Jose Abreu has never really been an on base guy. So I'm not really going to pay attention to that, but I think Jose Abreu wins it. Yeah, that's, I mean, after hearing both of your guys' points, I'm actually very 50-50. I, I wasn't actually just like an hour ago. I was texting Jake or talking to Jake about it. And I mean, it, it, there is a good point to have in this, in that in MVP, it's very, uh, defense is a very big part of it. And I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't watch much White Sox games, but I know that Jose Abreu likes, or they have him DH every now and again, and I, I don't know how many games he actually did DH. But if he did, that could have definitely hurt his case. Um, yeah, that's a good point. As, Never thought of it. As we all like have said, we're Yankees fans, so we watched basically every Yankee game. LeMahieu is a, is a difference maker on defense, and I mean, voters will take that into account, and that can definitely boost his case over Abreu. Um, with that being said, though, I'm not sure what the DH numbers are for Abreu, but I am going to take Abreu. I think, again, he's another one of those guys, kind of like Freddie Freeman, where he's he's been consistent. He's got it done ever since he's been in the majors, and he's getting his recognition now, and I think he deserves it, and he should have the MVP award. I mean, the White Sox, a lot of people thought were behind, or another year or two away, and he kind of jolted them into the playoffs and as jake said they lost in the first round but he got he he was the main reason why they were there so um i'll give him the award and again like zach said not to discount jose ramirez but i just i don't see much of an argument for him to win it but he definitely should be in the argument i I will agree with that all right so yeah hey we oh wait real quick real quick real quick fun fact actually about mike trout way to way to bring that in the beginning this is the first year he will not be a winner or runner-up of the MVP since 2012. Talk wow. about consistency. Talk about the GOAT, as we like to wow. say around here. Wow. That's a good stat. It's a good Eight stat. fucking years. Um, yeah, they should, hire, they should hire you, Nate, at, at ESPN <laughs> to do all the stats. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so hey, that was awesome. We got to talk about every award, every major award. I think we all... Um, we're pretty close on what we thought. Um, one thing I want to mention were the guys that didn't get in that could have got in. Uh, I've been looking right now. So I got Mike Trout, obviously. Like, it's hard to say they, they're snubs because I don't know if I can take anybody out to put them in. And that's really the thing about a snub. Like, you, you hear me like, oh, he got snubbed. But, like, okay, who are you going to replace him with? That's, if you can make an argument for, to replace him with somebody, then so be it. But, I think Mike Trout could have been in there. Uh, Luke Voigt could have been in there for the American League. Uh, Nate mentioned this earlier today, but Marcelo Zunia had an awesome season, could have been in there. Uh, Fernando Tatis could have been in there. And then this one's interesting. I don't know if we all knew this. I just looked at this. I'm looking at like league leaders and stuff and just to see. Um, 
How about Dallas Keuchel for a Cy Young? Six and two, one point nine nine. Oh, he ERA. did have a sneaky good. I I mean I I'm not saying it could have been in there over the other two, Maeda or uh, Ryu, but I mean didn't realize he had such a good season. One point nine nine ERA, ERA Wait. under two for him. Wait, I think what? he did miss. I think he missed. A, I think he just missed qualifying. Oh, he did miss some time. Oh, he didn't qualify. 60, he did miss. He had sixty-three innings, I think, this season. Which I don't know. What was qualifying? I, I don't know what qualifying was, but I did. <laughs> Thanks, fantasy baseball. But I had him on my fantasy team, and I know he was on the IL. He was on the ten-day IL for sure. And I think it was even a little longer than that. So. Well, Bieber had seventy-seven That's... innings, and that guy pitched every inning. So maybe not so not so fast there. Hmm, but, maybe not, but and then, that's a good point. That is a good point. Another guy that was kind of slept on too, by the way, was the was Juan Soto. I don't. Uh, I mean, he had a three fifty one batting average, which Zach said it. You don't really measure guys off batting average these days, but I mean, that's still that's still pretty impressive, right there. He's so those guys. I, I just thought they deserve some credit because they did have some awesome seasons. The guys that I mentioned. Um, but yeah, no, those those three. I I think the MLB did a good job this year with um, who they picked um, for the three. But yeah, that's what we think, and I think the voting comes out next week, so we'll see how uh, how close we are. We can we can go back to this episode and see who got the most, even though we were all pretty much on the same page. We had a few that were different, so um, yeah. So those are that's a, those are our award picks. Um, it's always an interesting topic to talk about um so yeah i i thought it's it's an interesting thing in the off season it's it's just to get the off season kicked off before free agency happens and we'll see so yeah yeah definitely i mean i again we can go go ahead and look back on it maybe next week and see how close we were but i think we'll be pretty accurate i i don't think there's too many close ones but you never know you never know um I guess that'll wrap that up and we will transition into a segment that Zach, I'll give him the credit for starting and wanting to bring to the podcast. Uh, Zach, go ahead and take it away and explain to everyone what it is and what we're going to do with it. So, um, you know, we are a sports podcast, but let's, we don't have to always talk about sports here. So I decided that after the end of each segment, uh, that we would bring up something um, that basically nobody gives a shit about. So this segment is actually called Shit Nobody Cares About, um, where we basically go around and tell everybody that uh, something that, you know, maybe happened to us, but let's be real, nobody actually gives a shit about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's um, what I'll be fun. Dust the name. I'll go first. Yeah, I guess I'll go first since I created this segment. Um, but um, basically, I moved to San Diego um, a few months ago. And um, I actually just recently moved to another unit. Um, and if any of you don't know this, uh, basically moving is the biggest pain in the ass in the world. Um, Jake just actually just moved recently too, so he would know um, it's actually not just, it sucks. Um, <laughs> but, you know, 
you got to do it here and there. But basically what happened was, um, you know, move was going great. Uh, had almost everything in the house. Um, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to bring my girlfriend's TV into the apartment by myself. And it's a 50 inch TV. It's like not something you could just carry with one arm. So I actually got it into the hallway and I decided it'd be a great fucking idea to put it in one arm and open the door. And well, that didn't work out so well. Basically, I dropped the fucking TV right on its <laughs> on the corner, and it just shattered. Um, and I stood there for probably like ten seconds, just trying to gather myself. Um, actually, just left the TV there. Uh, went back in the the moving truck, drove around the complex like a few times to to think about what just happened, and then uh, think about your actions. Then confronted my. Confronted my actions and basically told my girlfriend, uh, hey, uh, I just broke your Samsung smart TV that you watch Gossip Girl on every single night. And uh, <laughs> she was super cool about it. So um, that's the good That's the good news. The bad news is now I'm short of TV and I got to go find one for her. So that is uh, that was my shit that nobody cares yeah, about. Yeah, nobody will care about that, but... It is Black Friday, so you can go ahead and get a TV for a lot cheaper. Very true. I guess it was a good time to bring it. Yeah, I was going to say, they're already doing Black Friday deals, because I'm actually in the market for a TV, so... um, Do you want want the broken one that's in our other room? Does it work? (laughs) I'll sell it to you. It does work, it's just the corner of it is... uh, I don't don't discriminate against broken TVs. If it works, it works. I'm not discriminating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right we'll talk after oh, we'll gosh. talk after we'll talk after uh nate you got any i don't know if i have anything so i was i was on a uh work like i said i work i coach youth travel ball I was we we had a tournament in um arizona scottsdale um so i don't i didn't do anything that was like just day-to-day stuff it was a little bit I want. I don't want to call it a vacation because I did have to work, but um, yeah, no, I I just was at Arizona, so I guess nobody really cares that I went to Arizona, so that could be mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought this is about baseball, not about what you went to Arizona for. Um, oh no, actually, you know what? I I just thought of one. I have a good one. Um, <laughs> this is actually a good one. So, like I said, we here we go. I just thought of it. We were, uh, I coached a 12U um, travel ball team, baseball. Um, we were in Arizona. Uh, the tournament didn't go so well. We, we played, a, we ran into a really good team, the uh, Donados. Uh, and it was awesome too. They, uh, they were really big. They all spoke Spanish. It was really a sight to see, but that's not it. So after the game we lose, the kids, the kids all get together and they go to uh, one of those like trampoline dodgeball type places. I don't know what it was called out there, but it was one of those types of places. And I guess 
they got into a bit of a brawl with some other boys that were at the uh, <laughs> at the place. No way. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, man. It was. It was. We had bloody noses. We had. Uh, we had um, punches. We had guys suplexing people under the trampoline. <laughs> apparently, oh apparently, our boys won. Our boys won, which was you know. Wait, nice. we lost the tournament. We lost the battle. We won the war. It wasn't against another baseball team, by the way. Just some random Scottsdale kids. Um, but yeah, no. It, <laughs> we get we get home. My other coach and I get home or back to the hotel, and the parents are like, "Oh, the boys are looking for you guys. They're so excited to tell you about what happened." And they're, you know, twelve-year-old kids are just so stoked. Oh, coach, we got into this fight, and oh man. Bryce threw a guy over his head, and, and Jack got a bloody nose, and and I guess, I don't know what happened, like, you know, their their story was pretty fabricated compared to what the parents said, but um, they were, <laughs> the, fun, the one funny note I want to say is, like, they were talking on the way home, like, that was our first fight as a team, and one of the, one of our guys was like, it won't be our last, <laughs> so I thought that, <laughs> thought that was interesting. The, uh, what a savage. <laughs> the Golden Spikes um, Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny because they weren't scared to tell us. They were actually excited to tell us, like, oh, man, hopefully Coach doesn't get mad. No, it was like, oh, they're going to love it. So, yeah, they, the, uh, the Golden Spikes aren't wanted in Scottsdale anymore at the uh, trampoline dodgeball place. They were, they were throwing dodgeballs at their faces. It was, it was all bad. But funny, and maybe people care, but I thought that was a good story to tell to kind of cap it off. But it was great. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess I'll, I got one. I got one. This one's definitely nobody's going to care about this one unless you're in the same situation I was in my fantasy football week. But for those of you who do fantasy football and happen to face Dalvin Cook this week and you are excited, you know, you're excited about your fantasy football week, you're like, okay, I got a chance. You're three and three. You got to, You need the win so you can stay in the playoff hunt. You're looking against your opponent who has three guys on Thursday night football and barely have enough points to match your kicker. You're feeling confident, and you go into Sunday, and Dalvin Cook decides he wants to have 200 plus total yards and four touchdowns. He puts up 50 points against you, and you lose by the biggest margin in fantasy football history. It seems like, and now you're. Wait, who is Dalvin Cook? <laughs> Dalvin Cook is the running back for the Minnesota Vikings, for those of you who do not know. <laughs> and he decided to have the biggest historic game for a Vikings running back in history, I found out. And fun fact about this story, this is actually against Jake. So he's loving this story right now, hearing how he demolished my fantasy team from just one guy. I care about <laughs> it. So, I mean... Wait, who had a, who had a bigger differential, me or Jake? Because I I whooped your ass last week too. Yeah, I've got. I, oh wow, uh, mine probably was me. nine. Probably me my, because my team scores the most points out of anybody's team ever. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, I'm I'm gonna look at this, Nate. I, I think so Jake I, beat me by more. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, Jake's team put up just Dalvin Cook in general put up more points than like my entire team. So. Okay, I beat you by 96 points last week, which, by the way, that's a huge ass whooping. Jake, <laughs> Jake, what did Jake think, get? I just want to know. I got. I, I think he got. I think he got a hundred. I, I don't know if he got a hundred or not. 
Nah, dude, I, I whooped I you way worse. Oh, well, there you go. I whooped you way there worse. You guys have it. I just got whooped in back-to-back weeks in fantasy football, and now I'm no longer in the playoff hunt. So by your two older brothers, I beat Nate ninety by ninety-six points, and Jake beat him by forty-six points, which is insane. <laughs> Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, How do you like that? I hope nobody cares about that because I'm not too happy about it. But, uh, yeah, um, there's our shit nobody cares about. I hope you guys don't care about it at all, but maybe laugh at it because that's kind of the point of it. Maybe you can relate to it. Maybe you face somebody with Dalvin Cook and you feel the same way that Nate does. I'm sure a lot of people are like that. (laughs) I think a lot of people are in that boat. But, anyways, let's... uh, Wait, go ahead. I said, how about having Dalvin Cook in your DraftKings lineup saved, and then you're like, no, because last week I took Tyler Lockett out, and he went off, so I'm just going to keep what I had originally, and then I took him back out. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's definitely another story to tell for sure. I could have saved that. But anyways, yeah, um, I think we had a great time today. I mean, got some good... Some good predictions going. Hopefully we can come back next week and look at it and maybe we're all right, maybe we're all wrong and we don't know anything about baseball, but I think we'll do pretty good. I like our chances for me, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say to wrap this up. No. No, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess just um, that I had a good time. I love, you know, we, like we said in the beginning, we love talking baseball and I think we, we hope that others will kind of relate and this can become something more than just us having fun on the phone, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Just to echo that, I think, uh, uh, this was a great first run at this. So, um, had a good time, uh, looking forward to doing it next week. Yep. Um, as I said on that note, we hope to get these out, uh, once a week for now as we, uh, have some stuff going on obviously we have other things to do this is kind of just a hobby we hope to turn into something more um we will have these hopefully on spotify uh apple podcast or anywhere else you get your podcasts um we will maybe get a facebook page soon or an instagram something just so you guys can see what we look like maybe or relate to us see what we do no, I don't want them to know what we Okay, never mind. Like. We're not going to show our faces at all, sorry. <laughs> Even though we're we're very we're very handsome care. guys, but sorry if you can't see our faces. Ooh, I mean, you're speaking for yourself there, buddy. <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah, uh we hope to roll these out uh once a week for now, maybe ramp it up soon if we get some more followers. So you can see this on again, like I said, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Make sure you tell your friends, subscribe support the channel and uh we'll see you guys next week peace